Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. I am a stripper, obviously because I just said that, and um, I'm also a content creator. I was also a former sugar baby many years ago, and I run this show about sex work uh, by bringing on different people within the industry, uh, professionals, you know, people in the background, clients, pretty much everyone who's involved in sex work um, onto the show to kind of give a really transparent approach to, you know, telling us what sex work is and how it really is like and not stuff that you might hear in media and society. I'm just really wanting to give um, people the chance, people in our community, um, to share their lived experiences on sex worker to sex worker, sex work, (laughs) to help destigmatize the work. So that's just a little about the show. It happens every single Sunday. It is has been going on for the past couple of years. And all thanks to a couple wonderful Patreon subscribers who are on the top here who help support the show. Uh, I just want to give a brief shout out here to those on the top tier who have been wonderfully subscribing to the Patreon account, which is our newest subscriber, Paris Frank. Hello, Jay Sunstern, Justin Erickson, Karen Sen, Herb Sarkar, and the many others that are also on the lower tiers. Um, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show and just wanting to support in any way that you can. Um, for as low as a, the price of a coffee, you can support the show and I can bring on really cool guests and uh, continue to bring the show to you all every single week, which I've been doing literally every single week since 2019. So But enough about me, enough about the show. Um, I really am super excited to bring this week's guest onto the show. And I am just so excited about this topic. I'm super jazzed. We're talking all about artificial intelligence today. And if you don't know what that is, we are definitely going to break it down with today's esteemed guest, Dr. Olivia Snow, who is a sex worker, who's also an adjunct professor at NYU, um, UCLA, also a tech researcher at UCLA, um, also a dominatrix for a number of years as well, uh, outspoken person on Twitter, and a person that I'm really interested to kind of shoot the shit with today. So Dr. Olivia Snow, are you there? Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so excited and just delighted to have you onto the show today. We have a lot of ground to cover today, but thank you so much. First of all, uh, at the time of recording, it's end of semester. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk. talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's super appreciated. Um, I was just like naming everything uh, that I found on your Twitter and stuff too as your intro, as I mostly usually do to a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I would love to flip, flip it back to you um, if you want to tell the audience who you are in your own words and terms. My name is Olivia Snow. Um, I have been in academia for a, a bit over a decade um, and have been an adjunct for around as like around the same amount of time as that. Um, I only re- I recently um, only recently got into sex work research. Um, though I've been doing sex work off and on for the past like fifteen or so years. Um, I got back into doming in uh, twenty nineteen um, because like it 
you don't know about adjunct professors, we're like the freelancers of academia, but also worse. It's more more like like the gig laborers, like like we're the Uber oh drivers of academia. Yeah, it sucks. So I didn't get um I didn't get any classes for you know summer twenty nineteen. So I got back into doming just to pay the bills, which is mm. uh, you know why most of us get into sex work. Um, oh yeah. And at the time, I told my um. My, my mentor from graduate school was like, yo, what are you doing this summer for employment? And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and she kept pushing it. So I was like, well, you know, I'm actually doing sex work. And um, she freaked the fuck out and withdrew all my letters of recommendation. And I was like, why would you do that to someone who is literally a professional sadist? So I uh, wrote about it in the Chronicle of Higher Education. And it was <laughs> now a husk of her former self. And I am now researching sex work. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit oh my gosh you can't hold the ass back wow. like into the social sciences but like i love oh it my god. <laughs> oh my god i am like jaw is dropped holy shit i first of all i'm really sorry that happened to you that is I, freaking I, awful I, jesus I, christ I mean, I mean she did me a favor like <laughs> <laughs> and i know she's watching this too but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what without that we probably i probably wouldn't have reached out to you and we wouldn't be here so thank you <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> well i mean okay so well before we kind of get into that um like uh-huh, i'm still processing that um did you want to yeah but that's a punch <laughs> I mean, before we kind of dive into like the meat and bones and a uh, meat and bones, meat and bread of everything on the show today, which is artificial intelligence, um, do you want to speak a little bit uh, about your sex work background, or did you want to go right into things? Because yeah, um, uh, a lot of people like to hear your to like to hear the story as well. Right. So you know, I really started sex work. I was like sixteen. Um, uh, this was back when I like wanted to be an opera singer, and I legit started sex work so I could pay for my voice lessons. Um, and oh. you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. The internet wasn't what it is now, so you know, just like rudimentary whatever I could get. Um, I then started sugaring when I was in college. Um, I sugared through college and maybe two or three years of grad school. Uh, my grad grad school was seven years for me. So uh, seven long, miserable years. Uh, <laughs> and between that time, I also, I, you know, I would dom here and there um, if I was in the same space with like a commercial dungeon for long enough. Um, and I had taken a break for, I think I'd, I'd been out of the game for like five years uh, when I got back into it. Um, and that was... 2019 so yeah I've, I've just been doming since then of course with the pandemic it's been like like spotty um doing a lot more like virtual work I had to learn about crypto which was unpleasant um, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is unpleasant I mean and there are episodes on that I mean there's one episode if anyone's ever like curious about learning about that the episode with paul jones is on that and i'm also bringing on another guest to speak more about crypto because i need to learn more and also it's i just feel like it takes me a long time to learn things and i'm like i'm good at math like like, i'm really good at math i sound like what katie heron um i'm like why is this so hard it doesn't make any sense none of these apps make any sense (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Well, okay. So yes. Yeah, so you, you've been in sex work on and off. You've had quite a journey as a lot of us do. And we share that same sentiment as well. We do different types of sex work. Um, and then, yes, you were also starting and also doing school at the same time too and going into your graduate studies. And then now you're here doing a hell of a lot of great research out there on AI. Can you share exactly like what specific research you are doing and um, how that relates to sex work too and like how sex work is kind of embedded in your research too? Yeah. So um... – I'm on a joint fellowship between NYU and UCLA right now um, with the AI Now Institute and the Center for Critical Internet Inquiry. Um, and what my like primary focus has been um, has been how uh, tech and cross-platform surveillance affects in-person sex workers. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, when I like proposed my project, I was not expecting the pandemic to last for like another two years. Or, <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> but like in-person workers specifically, there's already a lot of research on like OnlyFans, for instance, and, like how you know doing online work is going to affect you. But um, this surveillance mm -hmm. has been happening a for a long time, like way longer than anyone realizes. I think. Um, oh. Like PayPal has been banning sex workers for at least twenty years. Oh, and we don't think about that, like, that's a lot longer than I thought, right? Like we don't think about like the early two thousands as no. like you know that's back when the internet was like the wild wild west, but like yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and and there's no and this is kind of the the issue with shadow banning research in general is that these platforms all deny that they do it, right? Um, right. Yeah. So like all all of the evidence is necessarily anecdotal. Um, which is also kind of the issue with algorithms too, right? Like, right. Um, yeah, you just, you, the way to learn like how an algorithm works is to observe it working. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You can't really like get to the back end of that. Um, so yeah, no, so I've been, uh, looking at, you know, how exactly this happens, what we can do to, uh, avoid it or trick it maybe, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's really just like a black box in a lot of ways. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's really fascinating research too. And I mean, if I, if I can share, if anyone's listening too, I'm collaborating with a master's student at my university, my old Ooh. university, Simon Fraser, on not the same topic, but with an AI too. So I'm working with one of the master's students there just to kind of review the language to make sure it's as, as inclusive as possible because this person is not in the industry. Um, but they're working on research with um, on AI on how, on how that is being used to kind of surveil escort ads and combing through those to find um, victims of human trafficking. Right. So a different approach. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I was like, does anyone have more information on this? Like, this is like, I'm like, I'm sure there are other areas that are being exploited as well. So I'm like, and this is where I found you. So which <laughs> 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 is so perfect. <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm just admiring the work that you do. And like, it's important work because like, I didn't know that PayPal was dis being discriminatory to sex workers for that long. And then who knows what other platforms and other big tech companies are doing and like what they're doing currently and how that's going to affect us later. All of which we're going to be unpacking during this super packed episode. But <laughs> I feel like I'm getting super excited. But can we, for those who don't 
really know what artificial intelligence is or what AI is. Can you quickly do like a quick um, spark notes version of what AI is and maybe pick out a couple examples that we might recognize? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the most rudimentary version of what could be described as AI might be like automated phone services which I, I mean have been around for like ever and are also like they're they're like the like printers of ai like how are, are we so advanced technologically that we can't make a printer that works right but like, <laughs> like the phone um yeah automated phone phone services are um kind of sim i think the a, a good way of you know like an entry point to thinking about how they you know work now. Flurry is probably the most obvious example of AI. Totally. Yeah. So, or, you know, um, going to websites where you get to like chat and it's a bot, like, right. and AI. And, and, examples. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and I mean, really, you know, it's, it's code that's meant to, um, make our lives easier, mm -hmm. which, you know, road to hell is paid with good intentions. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I'm trying to think of other ways to just describe, I'm like, it's like intelligence, but it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of, you know, um, facial recognition we could, I think would fall under AI mm -hmm. umbrella. So many examples and they're all like so different, but they're all related. Right. It all falls underneath that category of AI then. Well, and what I think is fascinating too is that like a lot of AI is also still built on like human labor. Um, like obviously the coding involved, but you know, I think of like with those automated phone services, like I, there, there are some people, like people have to listen to that and like press a button or whatever a lot of times. Right. Or like uh, content moderation, like Twitter's content moderation is largely individual humans but we just like think of it as like law algorithm or like AI. right, um, right. <laughs> it's really like hybrid e like in a way oh never thought about it, it that way it words words no um yeah it, like it, in a lot of um instances like not all but obviously not all right. ai <laughs> gotcha Although those are really great examples because they're all different and they're all uh, involved with our lives in some way. I mean, unless you're really not into technology. And if you're not really into technology, you probably wouldn't be listening to my show right now. So I feel like a lot of people would recognize like, hey, I, I use Siri or I use like smart technology at home or whatever. Um, a lot of these things are, yeah, like you recognize them. And I feel like with AI <laughs> – it's, it's just a, a big, big, big umbrella. I mean, maybe we can go into more specific uh, areas that you had mentioned earlier um, in this episode. I know you mentioned uh, censorship and, and shadow banning. This is something that a lot of sex workers are unfortunately used to at this point. Um, so on like Instagram uh, <laughs> or any kind of Zuckerberg-owned <laughs> platform, there's a lot of us. <laughs> you get the eye rolls here for sure. As a Jewish woman, thinking of Zuckerberg, I'm like, do you have to embody every single stereotype all at the same time? Like, you literally look like a lizard. Why are you like that? Oh. <laughs> he does. He does. Like, are, are, were you made in a lab? Just like, 
<laughs> might as well. Might as well. <laughs> But I mean, going going back to censorship and shadow banning, I mean, this is something that happens a lot. Like, you know, you post a picture of your butt or something semi-nude or like implied nude, you're you you might get um your post taken down or you get get a warning from Instagram saying you're not allowed to do these things. This is against your terms and services or terms and conditions. Talk to us a little bit about how that works and who's Who's doing this? Is there a person behind this? Is like a robot or like what triggers it? I think there's like certain like keywords and stuff to go into it. Go off. So Instagram, I'm, I'm, I have less like lived experience with Instagram just because like I'm not, I don't really like it as much. Um, but Instagram, <laughs> as opposed to Twitter, has a largely um, AI or algorithmic I suppose content moderation like mm -hmm. set up <laughs> so you know when you're reporting something on Twitter you in most cases it'll well in a lot of cases it'll likely you know pass by uh, human eyes um but Instagram they'll tell you this when you report stuff they'll uh say like oh due to uh getting a bajillion reports all the time we have automated this um and like Facebook as well so some of the things that can trigger it are um, like flesh tones. If there's too much of it, it too much, um, then, you know, Instagram can kind of perceive like, it's not making funny, it's like, that's something It also discriminates based on body type. Yeah, I was gonna say so that too. Curvier bodies, which, I mean, when you're using such like rudimentary metrics to, to like pick up on this, um, I mean, that, kind of I mean that you know that makes sense with the way that um like sex race and gender are all you know just <laughs> knotted together right yeah, but, it's all related. yeah but, you know in practice we've also seen this uh and especially since Instagram really tightened their policies in 2020 we've seen a lot of like sex health or like wellness educators get banned Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, when they're doing this through AI, you're going to have a lot of people uh, like wrong, wrongfully um, banned because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not sophisticated enough to tell the difference between those things. And then even if it were like, does Instagram care about sexual wellness? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like putting in the effort to stop this. Um, so that and, you know, um, like pole dancers. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. As opposed to strippers. Um, and both, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've also been just yeeted off. Um, but then, you know, we also see uh, like civilian bodies, um, uh, especially, you know, women of color, fat women, yeah. um, just what's the word? Um, uh, disproportionately get, get flagged. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. So this is, I mean, yeah, these are all examples that we are all too familiar with as sex workers that, you know, this happens a lot. A lot of our Instagrams have been taken down or suspended, banned or whatever. Um, and you, you mentioned earlier, the technology is not sophisticated enough to tell, you know, or differenti differentiate between, hey, like, this is a bathing suit or like... <laughs> <laughs> or like you know yeah. that yeah. is not a body part or something I don't know I, I'm just like pulling things out of my ass right now but like 
Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, that's not that, that AI can't be sophisticated because it absolutely can be, but like, they just don't give a shit, you know? Um, and have you talked about what well, FASA SESTA, I mean, has really put, um, and for anyone who doesn't know, FASA SESTA is this 2018 legislation um, that more or less banned any use of technology um, to facilitate prostitution, um, which could be like, you know, that, that that's such a nebulous term. It could apply to like pretty much anything, um, you know, like trying to get uh, food for DoorDash. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. I mean, but, did you want to talk about that now or later? <laughs> um, but, you know, since FOSTA-SESTA, um, which was really like the first kind of critical hit to Section 230, which is the communications legislation that um, makes these platforms immune to um, you know, like if if I am harassing someone on Twitter, then I'm liable for harassment, not Twitter. Um, right. Yeah. So yes, was the first thing that really put them on the defensive like that. And you know, it's way it's way safer, it's way easier if these platforms just err on the side of caution and boot all the sex educators out. Like they're they're not. This isn't something you know. Free speech is not some free speech. I'm like Musk. Right. You know, Oh, oh yeah, and we'll uh, get into that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like they're they're not concerned about you know equity; they're concerned about uh, liability. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing too. And if for anyone listening or that wants to know more about Section Two Thirty, listen to the episode on Oh my God, Season Three with my girlfriend, um, Reese Piper. She goes into that. And then we've had many episodes in season two about Fossa Sesta as well, if you want to kind of brush up on that too. So FYI. But going back to our conversation too, I mean, okay. So like with with Fossa Sesta, do you think that has really impacted the way that technology is being used and how sex workers are using technology as well i mean yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> yes. i i feel like i mean sex workers that ha- and i hate the the like metaphor but have always been the you know the canaries in the coal mine for this kind of thing but fossa sesta really opened the doors to uh tech companies use like specifically using sex workers as like a test population right and yeah. you know and being able to justify it like <laughs> what we're trying to comply with fossa sesta <laughs> so you know surveillance has absolutely increased i would say that um you know fossa sesta hap- happening to happen uh in 2018 <laughs> you know amid like you know technology has just uh like really rapidly become more sophisticated over the years so mm-hmm. um you know, that's kind of like been in step with, uh, you know, like increased surveillance has been in step with like increased use of Bluetooth devices. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or like, uh, what is the, what is the Google Home, Apple? I don't oh, know what any yeah. of that is. I, I know, I know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But the little robots who spy on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> robots who spy on you. 100%. <laughs> so, um, you know, when like, to go back to, to Instagram and their like content moderation policies, um, sex workers are, are typically the, the first um, that you can like see in real time being affected by these policies, especially as they're, you know, we're like guinea pigs. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is not fair. And I don't love it. No, (laughs) No, not a fan. (laughs) Well, on the flip side, um, I want to talk about Twitter and how that is unique too, because Twitter, like a lot of us, um, I mean, I only started using Twitter again back in 2020 because I don't know, pandemic. And I was like, yeah, like I need to, you know, branch out and stuff. And I hadn't used Twitter since like 2010 was the last time I was on it. So rebooting my account. But Twitter is a little bit different because it just seems so much freer than Twitter is way different. It is much freer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Their their policy for sex work is more or less like a they they intentionally ignore us. Mm, just which willfully like, <laughs> well twitter is the only major platform social media platform that tolerates sex workers it's like the only one that does not explicitly ban us um and it's kind of like a they, they just kind of like look the other way um mm-hmm. like based on conversations i've had with twitter um <laughs> <they're> trying <laughs> to do better at this and they're like we um maybe should stop ignoring you so yeah they no, just kind of tolerate us like, what are your thoughts and opinions on, like, you know, I've heard some sex workers also concerned, like, is Twitter going to be the next platform or we're going to be deplatformed on? And uh, we're going to go into the whole Elon Musk thing later on because that was a, many, many users have submitted that question um, later on. But, like, um, do you foresee that perhaps this might be the next platform that might be deplatformed anyway? Well, uh, on the contrary, um, <laughs> so I mean, Elon Musk aside, let's pretend that this was literally last week before he, you know, they sealed the deal. <laughs> but um, for sex workers, especially, Twitter is the primary place that we're able to advertise and redirect, you know, fans or whatever to OnlyFans or to you know our own personal websites. Um, and OnlyFans is you know huge. So Twitter is losing a lot of money by having people go from Twitter to OnlyFans rather than just staying on Twitter. So um, I think it was last summer, their mock-ups for uh, some of their their projects uh, were you know, specifically around adult content. There, there was one of those, uh, you know, one of the new products they have, I think like Twitter for Professionals or something where it, oh, like, yeah. I, I recall adult was like one of the categories you could identify as. Yeah. They're... Presumably not doing that to like trick us, <laughs> but like <laughs> are actually working towards monetizing adult content. Yes, yes, yeah. That's because right. there's like such an untapped uh, mine there. Yeah, totally. Um, so I remember yeah, that. that yeah. said, no, I don't think that Twitter is the next place that's going to ban sex workers. However, uh, you know, algorithmically, the the AI targets us whether anyone wants it to or not. Right. How does that work on Twitter then in terms of like AI? Is it good or bad targeting? Not great. Uh, So how it works on Twitter is primarily through shadow manning, um, which is, you know, entirely algorithmic. So if they're able to clock that your, um, that, you know, a a certain amount of your content is geared towards, um, you know, sex work, then your account will be artificially suppressed um to varying degrees um and there there are some websites where there are some like metrics where you can check if like 
you've been like if your replies are deboosted, you know, like on Twitter, if you see the like see more. Um, yeah, 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 replies, yeah. yeah, those are shadow banned. Right. Um, or like for a while, my if you typed in my um my handle, my my profile wouldn't show up at all. You just have to like hit enter. Yeah. And that's how you get there. But there wouldn't, you know, yeah. wouldn't like pop down. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So there, I mean, and this, how do I say? Um, I mean, shadow banning, of course, happens to everyone, not just sex workers. Um, and not just, you know, uh, I think, you know, as opposed to, I'd think of um, like in Instagram, it's like really specifically <laughs> um, like mm-hmm. anti-sex work, anti-Palestine um and blm yeah right um whereas like kind of similar on on twitter but that's just like you know how algorithms will reflect back the biases that our cultures have um yeah that's really interesting can you go into that a little bit more too and like and just yeah i mean i would love to personally hear more about that (laughs) well okay so i think of Sophia Noble's book, Algorithms of Oppression, kind of like blew the lid off this. Um, but her, and I think I have it, right? Yeah. <laughs> power of books behind you. And of course- right, I know, I have so many, like, <laughs> but um, so the cover of her book, which is like brilliant, is a really excellent example of um, how, how algorithms develop. So if you haven't seen it before, um, oh, it's yeah. like a Google search bar and it says, yeah. why are black women so, and it shows what would auto-populate when yeah. you type that into Google. So right. it says, so angry, so loud, so mean, so attractive, so lazy, so annoying, so confident, so sassy, so insecure. The reason that those would auto-populate is because, um, that's what people were asking Google and Google learns, oh, okay. If people are coming here to ask these questions, then we should like the algorithm or you know, it'll, it'll auto-populate like, oh, did you mean to ask why, you know, why black women are so sassy? Here you go. Like that's, you know, the number seven thing people search about black women. And, you know, that's just like, because we live in a racist, sexist society. So of course these Mm -hmm. algorithms that are built to teach themselves to be better at being algorithms are going to eat that right up. Yeah. And like regurgitate it. Right. Um, like I again, I'm shocked processing again. Like, wow, I, I had no idea. I, I just, so all of those search queries and the ones that are auto-populated, that's just because that's what, what Google has been being fed. Yeah. Or like if you go to Google and type in Mistress Snow, then the first thing that auto-populates, last time I checked, is Mistress Snow PhD real identity. Oh my god! Yeah, or for a while when I was I was getting like relentlessly stalked or stalked, <laughs> stalked and doxed uh, in 2021. And for a while, if you typed in my government name, Snow would auto populate at the end of it. Really? Yeah, and then oh yeah, and I'd, <laughs> and I'd be like, Doctor Noble, is this an algorithm of oppression? And she'd be like, Why did I give you my number? <laughs> <laughs> but she'd be like, Yes, actually. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so this is like this is new information to me because like we've talked about censorship, we've talked about shadow ban, we've talked about you know different terms and services too. But like, um, going actually, let's let's go let's go more into like breaches of terms and services because I feel like this is where a lot of us mm-hmm. might find ourselves in, whether that's on purpose or not. Um, but. I know with the example, and I'm not sure if anyone else has heard about the whole Airbnb 
thing with sex work um, and how Airbnb was banning and is, sorry, currently is still currently banning sex workers from no, using Instagram. That they don't. And they said, yeah, I was just going to say they're in denial, but we know, we all know it's true. I was just had this happen to so many of my sex work friends. Um, and also like your own personal experience with DoorDash recently too. So how are these companies that, you know, are, you know, essentially great. They're awesome. I use it myself all the time. How are they targeting sex workers and how are they banning sex workers from their platforms? If you know, you're, you're not telling anyone your real name or if like, um, how are they going to know who you are and what you do and how did that related? Well, so Airbnb is kind of um, an anomaly in that like they, it's confirmed that they own AI, you know, sp- specifically uh, designed to weed out like undesirables. Um, but as far as, you know, DoorDash at all go, um, it's like a good example um, and something that I don't think anyone at Facebook ever considered um, was, you know, if you're working, if you're um, a sex worker uh, working in a house or, you know, a club, whatever. Um, and I remember experiencing this back when, before the pandemic. Um, you know, I'd be scrolling through my Facebook feed and I'd see the people you may know. And because my phone was in such physical proximity to other sex workers' phones, it would then dox my coworkers to me. And I'm like, I don't want to know the real names. Like, why am I seeing this? I don't want to know who Mistress Emerald is. Like, "Ah." (laughs) Like, that was why I ended up deleting Facebook because it, like, you know, it, it kind of gives you a glimpse into the type of data that they're collecting. So location data. Um, mm-hmm. If you're next to these other phones, if you're on the same or devices, I guess, if you're on the same Wi-Fi, if you're using this, you know, through the same, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know how IP addresses work. So I'll just leave that one. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So that, like there are, a, no. and, you know, these, these forms of AI for Facebook, at least was, were probably created for like, well, you know, if you go to your, if you go to class, um, then you're going to want to Facebook friend all your classmates. Mm. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But you know how it, th- then it ends up having these unintended consequences. So as far as DoorDash, at least, goes, you know, again, it's, it's uh, they all deny doing this. So we have to just cobble together anecdotal evidence. Um, and I get asked a lot, like, well, are you sure it's because you're a sex worker? And I'm like, have you literally ever heard about this happening to not a sex worker? And they're like, oh. yeah, regular people. Yeah, like, no, because I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't a blue moon. But so we don't really, in a lot of cases, know how this works. Um, you know, the, if the communication between various platforms, what that looks like, who's who has this data, who's selling it to whom. You know, it, it's really kind of out of hand. But as far as, um, and you know, this is like part of my research too, because it's like, how do you know? Like, who told you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, yeah, totally. Like, this is how they figure it out. Um, so with, uh, you know, DoorDash specifically, and I was, this is not the first time I've been kicked off DoorDash. Last time it was Caviar. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> um, you know, they, they can monitor uh, like keystrokes. Um, they, in a lot of cases, we allow access to 
personal data to photographs we have photographs am I like 100 years old photos that we have on our um devices um without you know real like no one reads the terms of services no one no one literally nobody like I research this shit and I don't read it I'm like I don't wow yeah no it's true no Um, one does it's too long it's boring (laughs) well yeah and you know it's it's unclear like if are if there are certain like databases which it seems likely considering instabands which are like you know i have friends who have never had an instagram account because like their phones just won't or phones whatever they they just they literally can't, can't open one instagram would be like nah and just not let wow. them an account um tinder is pretty notorious for that too oh yeah the you just won't be able to use your like you can't even set one up um wow right so and you know there then you know some like financial apps like cash app venmo um you can be buried by social security number because you have to provide your social security number to cash out yeah yeah um yeah there are a whole lot of ways that i mean i'm sure we could have predicted (laughs) before they were put into action but yeah there there are myriad ways that, that we're being you know constantly spied on (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. And this is because they're all collecting our personal data and they're doing that through say our phone number or like when location that prompt, data. Yeah, location data that prompt is like allow to use in app or whatever or allow to use all kind of Or like way. I think of when Snowden um uh made public the like they can see what you're typing as you're typing it and I feel like at the time everyone was like either oh my god that's horrifying or like yeah we've been new like they've been doing that forever yeah I feel like when I say you know they're monitoring keystrokes that sounds like kind of conspiracy theory crazy but I'm like Snowden literally said it like he said yeah. it he told us and that was so long ago too when he whistleblowed so yeah geez so oh my gosh I mean th- there's a lot that's happening here that can be used to not our advantage right or um the other population that that gets uh disproportionately surveilled would be um like protesters and especially black lives matter right protesters and you know if you remember back to 2020 you people were being advised just not to bring a phone to a protest period and if you do make sure you keep it off um because you know the state was collecting that data to figure out right. who was there right yeah this happens like all the time in front of us (laughs) yeah it does it really does and like you don't really realize it until like until you start talking about it and you're like wait a minute or like facial recognition like oh yeah and that's a huge thing too because like i know like with my OnlyFans, that was like a new thing that they had brought on last year as a way to weed out you know underage kids from using the app or at least that's what the reasoning was for <laughs> right yeah trafficking yeah. victims like that yeah no they're just getting All trafficking victims. um <laughs> 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 well in the especially people are just like masked off about how like racist and demented it is like how can we use facial recognition to predict criminality like uh mm-hmm. you mean just like racism which we yeah we already do but it's it's with human cops and not yeah cops. <laughs> like, yeah right 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or like to predict intellect, like that's some 19th century nonsense. Like, are we really? <laughs> are we really going that way? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I also heard of like new technology too, and I'm not sure if this is really related, but like, well, my fiance used to work for like a cyber security. Well, I won't say it's yeah, kind of cybersecurity company, and they were trying to use AI to use facial recognition when you're wearing a mask now, too. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Like, that's all new stuff, too, too. So I was like, hmm. Well, and, and, and you know, it's weird. I think, like, I, I'm pretty sure that that data that Apple collects is secure. I mean, unless it gets hacked, which I'm sure it does. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's in the, the terms of service that I haven't read. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I mean, DoorDash isn't going to use facial uh, recognition as well. I, I, I guess um, really the only platforms as of now that are relying on facial recognition are like adult content and uh, crypto. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that other apps... Um, I mean, I guess I haven't like signed up for a new Venmo since my last one got deleted, <laughs> but I don't recall Aww. having to send like a selfie with my ID. Yeah, no, I, I can't really recognize anything that does use use facial recogni- recognition except for my phone and OnlyFans when I had to do that whole like re-verification thing and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, wow, Jesus, there's a lot here <laughs> that I didn't even realize. I mean, like the the hoops we jumped through to prove that we're not trafficking victims um, has had exactly zero impact on the rhetoric mm-hmm. of, from like the religious right about trafficking. Like, yes. it doesn't matter what we do; they're still going to push that. Oh yeah, no, that's they're just stuck on that agenda. <laughs> well, yeah, and process that's the you know it, it enables it. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's a driving yeah. factor. So, oh, so. Yeah, with with DoorDash, I've had this happen on a few occasions. Yeah, two occasions with DoorDash, a, a few times with Cash App, um, once with Venmo. You know, because the first time this happened, this was last January. Um, it was on Caviar, which is owned by DoorDash, and I wrote them, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, what? Where? Why?" And they were like, "Well, you violated terms of service." And I was like, "Okay, what policy did I violate?" And they're like, "Terms of service." And I'm like, no, but what, which term? Which oh, of the terms which of one? service did I violate? And they're like, we're um, not at liberty to share that. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't even really bother with DoorDash this time. I was just like, uh, okay, like, fine. Because, like, their reasoning was that, like, they, they had, there was, like, suspicious activity or something. That's, like, what the message you got was? Uh, yeah, some, it was, yeah, it was something like that. Um, but the, it, coincidentally, the same week, I was trying to send my my friend some money. Um, like she was moving into a new apartment, and she needed to like borrow some cash for the the security. Um, and I tried to send it on like PayPal, and PayPal was like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." And then I tried to send it on Cash App, and Cash App was like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." So then I tried to send it on Western, like through Western Union, which is you know pretty old school. Um, Very old. School. Yeah. <laughs> they flagged it too and i had to send in you know I, I had to do the facial recognition shit i had to send in i forget if it was a selfie and my id or like a selfie with my id they declined the tra- 
the transaction. And like my poor friend, like she was trying to, she had to get this like money in by 5 p.m. She's like freaking out. I'm on the phone with Western Union, like screaming at them. But I asked like, well, you know, first I, they were like, well, you can maybe, you know, complete these additional verification steps uh, to get your, your money sent. So I called them and they're grilling me on um, like, who is this person? Why are you sending the money? Why do you know them? How long have you known them? Right. Um, in like a really pointed, bizarre way. I was like, she's my friend. Friends? Like, yeah. Does she need much more reason than that? Yeah. Well, and I'm like, you know, we we're we're both Slavic. I'm like, does this have to do with Ukraine? Do we think? Do you think we're like, you know, like, <laughs> um, but um, they ultimately were like, no, uh, you have not been approved. You can't send this money through Western Union. Um, and I was like, well, what? policy did I violate yeah they were like you violated terms of service I was like well what policy which term and they were like no we're not at liberty to share that oh my gosh this happened to you on multiple um like cash apps or like different types of like yeah yeah I think it's still well and some of it like if I have mistress as my first name rather than Olivia like that's more likely to to obviously to, to put up a red flag but you know that's something we wouldn't really think about typing it in like most most sex workers only have one fake name. So yeah, having to like come up with two of them just like doesn't make sense. So yeah, no, that like there there are some ways we kind of inadvertently tell on ourselves. It's so frustrating because you know I see these things happening. I experience these things happening. I got booted from DoorDash on Tuesday. Then Western Union was Friday. The only logical conclusion I can draw from it is that they're targeting sex workers. But then the vast the majority of, you know, the general public will be like, well, are you sure? <laughs> like, right, yeah. Crazy. They wouldn't do that. Like, wow. Have you uh, uh, read that one uh, hacking, hustling study posting into the void? No. No. It's from 2020, I think. It might be 2021, but I think it's 2020. And yeah, I can send it. Um, but th- it was this large-scale study by Hacking Hustling, this collective of sex work researchers, um, into shadow banning of, well, specifically sex workers, but they also like cross-researched um, uh, Black Lives Matter organizers and activists. And, you know, just taking this anecdotal data, like, have you noticed a lack of engagement on your posts? Have you, um, you know, did you used to like get certain reach and now no one replies to you? Um, And the data they collected showed in no uncertain terms that both sex workers and um, like activists against racism are disproportionately um, silenced. Yeah. On these, yeah on these sites I, I hate using the word gaslit because like it doesn't mean anything anymore um but you know it feels really gaslighty and until yeah. you get that collection of data to you know verify it it's, it sounds kind of nuts to be like oh twitter is spying on me like right but yeah it is <laughs> yeah totally um, so yeah for for i mean that specific intersection i think it, it's typically like text that will um, trigger, I mean, like sex workers know not to type out sex work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we're like typing things in different ways, like, you know, replacing letters. Um, But yeah, we have to just kind of guess at it. 
And, you know, that might be sufficient if qualitative data was accepted alongside quantitative data, but it's really stigmatized. Like Zuckerberg himself has said he will only look at quantitative data. Um, so like trying to, um, I mean, yeah, trying to, to get people to listen to what is ultimately anecdotal data is really difficult. Just to take it seriously. It's yeah. really difficult. Wow. Well, I'm going to have to read that piece. So I'm going to have to find that. That would be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, this is a lot to talk about here. I just want to maybe quickly wrap this section of the the episode up. But like, I, I want to know and what your, I just want to know what your opinion is. Like, where do you think uh, big tech and like AI, like where do you think it is heading? And like, how is that going to affect sex workers in the future? Good question. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I feel like Elon Musk aside, we've been increasingly like corralled into very specific spaces online and excluded from very specific spaces. So like TikTok, no. Oh yeah. Oh, TikTok did this to me the other day. Um, I don't even use TikTok. Like I just, I like... I just scroll. Like I don't post anything. I don't do use it for like drafts, like nothing. But my TikTok account violated terms of service. Um, but uh yeah, TikTok's really horrific. Uh Instagram, you know, Facebook. Tumblr yeah. now. All the major places. When I think that Tumblr yeah. was a really important uh, you know, experiment, I guess, a banning of adult content on there because like I mean, yeah. clearly nobody predicted. I mean, I'm I'm sure a bunch of sex workers predicted, but <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't predict that banning adult content would tank the platform. Yeah, but that's exactly what happened. Um, so I think that these uh, that big tech does understand, like, okay, so we can't go full Tumblr, <laughs> mm-hmm. like unless we are specifically catered to children. Like we have to, yeah, tolerate sexuality on some level. I think it'll also, you know, it'll depend on the future of FOSTA-SESTA too, which I know I forget the name of the the act or the, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I took U.S. civics like 20 years ago, um, but Bill <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, like look into what, uh, like the, the, material effects of FOSTA-SESTA have been. I think Elizabeth Warren is sponsoring it or co-sponsoring it. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I think it'll depend a lot on what, you know, how how that shakes out. Um, But I do think that, I don't know, it's it's such, it's so messy. So I think that these platforms are understanding it's a huge market. Like, we bring them money. Um, Banning us takes away the money (laughs) Um, so we want to do that um but also you know we have this increasingly vocal religious right that we see you know come in cycles kind of they've been hooting and hollering about sex work for god knows how long Um, Um, yes they have well they're the same people who are like violent video games lead to mass shootings and um like so so we have that religious right then we also have and this is more recent the rising tide of uh homophobia and transphobia that we really haven't seen since probably since the bush years yeah it's like a long time ago yeah like i haven't there's a huge uprising on transphobia and homophobia 
Well, and the homophobia, especially, I'm like, I, well, I mean, I don't experience transphobia. Um, so I don't notice it in my day-to-day life, really. <laughs> um, other than in the ways that horophobia and transphobia um, are like almost identical. Right. Um, in rhetoric, at least. Um, but like, just seeing every day, just gay adults being called pedophiles for oh being my gay. Gosh. I know. Like, or rumors, the grooming discourse. Yes. Like, it's nuts. It's nuts. I like, and this didn't happen under Trump. This has been under Biden. <laughs> like, I know. It's just so um, bad. Because, like, with, like, the Don't Say Gay bill that happened in Florida and then the new legislation about uh, gender-affirming um, – uh, what, what's uh, it? In Texas? In Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah A lot yeah, of that yeah. has stuff happening right now. And it's awful. And, like, yeah, like, they're referring to everyone as pedophiles and just, like, yeah, perverts. This like, new sex panic that – hasn't like directly um targeted sex workers but i think that's kind of because we're already so stigmatized by society yeah. that you know that like they don't have any need to no <laughs> <laughs> whereas like you know i've noticed this like as a professor my students 10 years ago were like probably more homophobic and transphobic than and, and not in necessarily like active ways but like than students today are just like like it's just not an issue yeah, it's not, not so you know yeah yeah they just don't care um they're like yeah i okay like i don't I, am i supposed to care uh, yeah. <laughs> but um you know the the rights had to like actively whip this up so i don't know how that's going to converge but i do think that how whatever big tech is doing is going to be heavily dependent on those those two things the legislation and the um moral panic. yeah huge moral panic and we'll, i guess we'll just have to keep our eyes and ears open to see what's going to be happening next but um i guess with that if you don't have anything else to add we can move on to the couple of questions that came in from the audience okay. yeah so i know this entire episode we've been saying oh yeah elon musk aside elon musk aside but <laughs> i'm so annoyed with elon musk like if we had done this last week, I would have been like, Twitter is going to monetize adult content probably sometime in the second quarter. And now I'm like, I'm so yeah, I know. And that's the thing, too. Just like, basically, there's two questions that came in. And like, the one question that a lot of people were asking about, and I just morphed into one question, is how will Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter affect it as a platform for sex workers? Right. So we have. I mean, they have yet to seal the deal. We don't know what stipulations will be in in like the the purchase that might keep him from you know do, doing whatever. But um, I do the thing that I find most concerning about Musk is his. Uh, he said that he wants to authenticate individual users. Right. Yeah. He did. Right, and that could could you know go one of two well I guess both ways well one way you know is how OnlyFans already um has to authenticate all of us you know we all have to give our IDs and our you know biometric data yeah. <laughs> um ditto like Pornhub ditto you know these other adult geared towards adult content sites the other issue that I, th- I think is more like likely that that Musk is referring to and, well and back to the you know the adult content um verification you know usually they'll stipulate like this goes to a third party who then uh like destroys destroys the data so only fans doesn't actually keep this data we use it through this like other um program what i think 
um, Musk means about authenticating users on Twitter is like kind of similar to, you know, Facebook demanding that you use your real name. And this is especially um, dangerous for sex workers because we typically operate under assumed names. And, you know, this isn't even some, like, I think my, my personal experience with this, um, you know, I've dealt with a lot of horror in the academy from that bitch professor who tossed my letters yes. of recommendation to, um, yeah, to, you know, just like I, I was doxxed on Twitter, like by my first name, by some like lunatic who's been like following me for years, literally like three hours ago. <laughs> like, it happens all oh, the time. Geez. Yeah. Um, and and the rhetoric um, coming from, especially like coming from the left, coming from ac- academia, coming from Musk too, I think is like, um, you know, you need to be held accountable, right? Or w- with the, you know, doxing in um, of the NFT guys, the like board ape yacht. I sound like I'm a thousand years old, um, but like doxing them or doxing uh, with libs of TikTok. Sure, I mean there are some um, some really abusive uh, accounts or platforms, whatever, on social yeah. media, and you know, getting their government names out there to hold them accountable is really, I mean, only really makes sense in like a policing situation. Like, are you going to take legal action against this person? Then you need their name. But yeah, I remember when um, these like deranged academics, especially medieval studies, medieval Twitter, which is just (laughs) keep away from it just in general. They are their doxing of me was so vicious it got reported in the washington post like um they're yeah no it's bananas Um, their rhetoric was like well we're all posting under our real names so snow needs to post under her real name because we're you know this is this is academia and i'm posting as dr um like she shouldn't be allowed to just be this big anonymous troll like oh my god um and i'm like uh, well it it, like the word anonymous i think it's funny that i'm like no i'm not anonymous like a at best pseudonym did not (laughs) i'm a student (laughs) but um you know i'm also like like mistress snow isn't like some stupid fake name I mean, it is, but you know, it's it's not something that like I hide behind. It's something that we are required to generate for our yeah, own safety. 100%. Like I wouldn't need to be anonymous if the stakes of being out yeah, weren't so high. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I think that people who haven't had a reason to be anonymous, um, you know, that, like yeah, sure, put it put it under your, you know, not like I also have a Twitter under my government name that I like about academic junk but then you know if you think of or you know uh like there are a few accounts there are a few twitter accounts that are like run from various prisons that are followed um or if you're like a political dissident it uh i'm thinking of there have been a few um like refugees from the middle east who have necessarily anonymous twitter accounts so that they don't die (laughs) so yeah um so when you you know take that into you know i i because facebook did successfully kind of limit us to our government name so i'm wondering it'll be i think really interesting to see how that Mm. goes all that said i also think like realistically 
Musk is going to, he doesn't know dick about content <laughs> moderation. Like, obviously, he doesn't know what he's talking about in the slightest. Like, he clearly, like, read one article <laughs> total. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't know. Um, and he, you know, he's going to have to deal with, like, the EU has oh, yeah. strict privacy laws. So he is going to have to make Twitter EU compliant. The Middle East has, or very, I'm thinking Saudi Arabia specifically, has really um, strict guidelines. Like, censorship yes. of oh, adult yes, content they do specifically um yeah which twitter allows so you know that kind of goes against his whole free speech mission if he still has to comply with these uh like local and state regulations no like, idea no, no idea, idea. <laughs> oh, no yeah <laughs> Um, and like, sure, in the United States, we've got the First Amendment, but what that actually means is just that you can't get thrown in jail for saying something the state doesn't like. It doesn't mean you can just say whatever the fuck you want. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think his his theories can be whatever, but I think in practice, he's going to have his hands tied in a lot of ways that he doesn't expect or that he's like. <laughs> or that too. Now. I think a lot of people are concerned that it's going like with Elon Musk buying Twitter or like or trying to acquire Twitter Twitter that um there might be um I guess more misogynistic people that might be coming on board or being allowed to speak in those kinds of ways and be more exploitive in those types of in uh, yeah in that avenue so well so um makes me think of like conversations I've had with Twitter about um content moderation so for i mean for sex workers specifically we are not because i've been like campaigning for them to include our government names as like under their doxing policy which they currently don't um but like sex workers are in no way protected by twitter at all so the people who were hassling us will continue to hassle us i'm not i don't think that people and i mean this specifically for sex workers i don't think that uh, people who hadn't been hassling us previously will be like, yeah. no, I can. Like, yes. they're going <laughs> to exist regardless. So, right. And I mean, Musk has also said shit like, we're going to crack down on all the bots. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I, but like, that's kind of at odds with the free speech thing you said. But, um, <laughs> so I, I do think, like, if he rolls back protections for, like, like right now, dead naming is um, uh, okay. considered hate speech at Twitter or oh. misgendering, um, also or yeah, like racial slurs, obviously, um, are all you know not protect protected category category. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean. uh, yeah, no, I well, like race, gender, sexuality, whatever, are all uh, protected categories at Twitter. I could see him rolling that back um in ways similar to some of those like other uh like right-wing websites like parlor i i say that like i've ever even like parlor <laughs> i have <laughs> not uh, <laughs> okay so yeah i mean it's all speculation at this point i guess he has absolutely no idea what he's getting into but uh, well and then i think the other um aspect is like he's a yes <laughs> absolutely yeah he he probably is like more titties on twitter <laughs> like he's he even had that tweet like two weeks ago that was like should we drop the w in twitter huh? titter oh, huh? really? and he definitely wasn't talking about titter. 
Yeah, wow. well, I was like, are, wow. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't think you should be making titty jokes at work, no. Elon. Are you like 15? <laughs> like <laughs> right? I'm Trump. Like I, would Trump ban sex workers? No. No, because yeah. he loves yes. sex workers. He <laughs> sure does. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, there's also that wild card. Like, I and I mean, I guess I'm glad we didn't do this, like, last week because I would have had, like, such concrete No, answers. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, then again, maybe Elon will just back out once he realizes that he can't, like, you know, use Twitter to... Whatever he wants to. Exactly. Well... There is one more question, not related to Elon Musk, but <laughs> this one's maybe rather simpler, maybe. Um, what's the best protocol when your accounts get deactivated, suspended, banned, etc.? Um, so what I typically do is I just make new accounts <laughs> with a different email. Yeah. Address. And then that, that usually works for like at least like eight months uh, before they catch on. Um, I feel like if you're already having this happen, then you're kind of stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, you know, like I, well, I, now I have two separate phones, two separate computers, one for my like personal use and one for sex work. And I, I should keep them like, I, I'm not even being secure enough in doing that. I should never have them on like the same Wi-Fi network. I should um, never have them on at the same time. Um, if I were, you know, if I had the brain cells to, to achieve that, <laughs> then ideally, um, keeping them just on entirely separate devices that at no point will overlap with each other. And I think of that with the Airbnb, um, issues that we were talking about earlier, you know, I remember that, um, one woman who was banned was like, I use separate phones. How the did you figure that out like well if they're sharing a wi-fi network if they're sharing you know i don't know other like login information um then that's yeah. <laughs> we're being we spied, on. spied on i mean that's what the episode's gonna be called don't scare <laughs> no it's undecided but, <laughs> but um yeah i mean we're just making a new account which sucks does suck. but, like can't change your name you know the uh especially these services that like need your home address or need your credit card number or need your social security number um and you know like doordash isn't a human right you know we can't be like i have a right to like i guess no i don't like no no one's going to like um i mean no one no one's really gonna you know um would pursue that but it, it really it's really just like another like another just stupid stumbling block that, that yeah we have I, to I just i didn't want to say that but that is what it is though unfortunately part yeah, of so awesome. tldr making yeah. <laughs> create a new account <laughs> but i mean this this is an incredibly eye-opening episode and i just feel like we can talk for like mo- like hours and more and more on the topic yeah we've already gone to yes and i'm so sorry so i was like yeah i'm sorry it's time to wrap it up <laughs> but <laughs> But before I let you go, where can we find you if you want to be found? Um, so I'm most active, if you can tell, on Twitter. Um, I my Twitter is uh, at Mistress Snow PhD. 
Um, that's also my handle on Instagram, which I very I use when I remember to use it, which is once every like five months um so there's not very much on there but uh, yeah I am most active on Twitter I announce most things that I'm doing on Twitter um I haven't put my website together yet because it's still the middle of the semester but (laughs) (laughs) if that comes out by the time the episode does then I'll send it to you Well, um, for everyone else that's listening, it is Stripped by Sia on all podcast platforms. If you're listening on Spotify, rate it five stars if you feel inclined to, if you like it. Um, maybe if you want to, if you're listening on Apple, if you want to give me a review, I do read all of them. So whatever feedback you have, I'd be happy to hear from it. Or if you really, really want to get in touch with me on a more casual scope, you can also contact me on Stripped by Sia sorry, at Strip by Sia on Twitter, on Instagram, on Patreon as well, where you can see the exclusive video content. And uh, you can kind of get some more sneak peek and exclusive access there. But yeah, just uh, contact me wherever you feel like it or whatever you feel like. If you love to hate the episode, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, yeah, I'll be sure to plug... Dr. Olivia Snow's contact, oh, no contact, but all, all the things in the show notes below. So be sure to click on that, give her a follow and reach out. So that's pretty much it for the episode today. Until next week, next Sunday, stay tuned. Bye. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia. Music by Ted D. Graphic design by Maria Bellandarama and photography by Ian Dabrin. <laughs>